0: We had a Little Less Conversation podcast. We'd like to let our listeners know about an excellent car buying opportunity exclusive to our show. Go see our friend Craig Peterson at Summit Automotive in Fondalac for all your car buying needs. And wait, it gets better. Mention that you listen to a Little Less Conversation when you buy your car from Craig, and he will throw in a $50 gas card. That's right, people. Just for listening to our show, you'll get a $50 gas card from our friend Craig when you buy a car from him. Listen, you're going to buy a car anyways, so why not go see Craig Peterson at Summit Automotive and just say, hey, I listen to the guys on a Little Less Conversation podcast too, and he's going to just give you 50 bucks in gas. So head on down to Summit and ask for Craig Peterson next time you're going to buy a car. Welcome to another episode of A Little Less Conversation. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Halfman. Joining me as always are my co-host, um, the Dominator Foyt, and King Kong, Keith Meyer. Uh, the music you just heard in our intro is from the song Along the Way by the Pull Tops, as they have been kind enough to let us use their music for our podcast. We'd like to thank them for that right away. Um, today our topic of conversation will be our favorite comedians. So who would like to go first?
1: I think we give it to the big
2: guy. All right. All right. I'll go first. I got no problem with that. My first comedian, favorite comedian is one that most people have probably never heard of. He died at kind of a young age. Uh, His name is Mitch Hedberg. He turned out to be one of the kings of one-liners, man. I mean, this guy is hilarious in every way around. Uh, Unfortunately, dude died of a drug-related heart issues. Um. And you guys ever hear of him?
0: I've heard of him. Well, he's
1: famous for being quoted in Festival Foods. That is true. What? Yes.
2: yes. Uh, honest to God. What do you it, mean? There's a sign in Festival Foods, and I don't know if it's all of them or it's just our local Festival Foods, but there's a sign that says, Rice is great if you want to eat 2,000 of something. Actually, one of his jokes. Okay. Actually, one of his jokes. Um, have any of you guys ever seen his lineups at all? Or his stand-ups at all? I have
0: not. I have not either.
2: Um, this guy, he, he looked like your typical 90s stoner. Um, and he would wear dark sunglasses. He had the long straight hair that was about shoulder length, but it would hang in front of his face. One of the reasons he wore the sunglasses. And if you watch him, if you ever watch him live, and I suggest you do, cause he's freaking hilarious. Uh, he would look down at the stage a lot. He didn't look out into the crowd. Uh, dude had stage fright. He went into stand-up comedy, but he hated looking at the crowd. And basically what he said was this. I don't want to make eye contact because I don't want to see somebody not having a good time. So he would literally stare down. There were times where he would actually close his eyes on stage and tell his jokes. And um, things I liked about him was, first of all, his his um, delivery style. very. The timing on his delivery style is different than everybody else. He's very awkward, I guess. The best, be the best way to do it. The way he spoke. Um, another thing I liked about him is if he told a joke and it bombed, this dude would make fun of himself right on stage. Like he wouldn't act like he didn't, that it didn't just happen. He he just be like, okay, you guys don't like that one. We'll, we'll move on. Like stuff like that. Hilarious. Um, he didn't do a whole lot of TV or movies. Uh, he did get his first break on the late show with Dave Letterman. 96. He did have a small role in Almost Famous. Most people don't if you don't know who he is, you would never notice know that the guy's a stand-up comic. He had he had a one-time appearance, I believe it was, in that 70 show. Um so he did do some, but not a lot.
0: He actually When did wrote, this guy die?
2: Uh he died in 2005. They called it a drug overdose. However, it may have been because he had a known heart issue before he was using drugs, and it may have been that basically the drugs caused his heart to basically give out.
1: I'm going to go with agreeing with you on that because a couple of the guys I and I like to had similar issues. It must be something to do with stand-up com- comedy. I don't know.
2: <laughs> um, like, some of his more famous jokes would be like, um, he used to tell a joke, he, and it was He'd sit on stage and be like, I used to do drugs. Well, I still do, but I used to, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, stuff like that. That That's this kind of humor. And, um, it, like, you have to see him in order to understand what I'm talking about. Because the, the way, like, at one point during one of his Comedy Central stand-ups, he thinks he's bombing. And he's kind of depressed. So the dude, go, the sethead had stares. The dude just goes, sits on the stairs, puts his head down, and continues to tell jokes, like from a sitting position, not engaging the audience at all, and it made the set better. Like it was funnier the way he did that.
1: Okay, have we never seen this guy? I'm kind of getting an idea. He's a grunge version of, of comedians.
2: He is. That's a that's a perfect example of what he is. Um, picture the Kirk Cobain hair. You know you know the yep. hair that Kurt Cobain. That was basically dude's haircut. Right? Like, that's what he did. Um, Other examples of his jokes, I remixed the remix, now it's back to normal. (laughs) Right? Like, who says (laughs) stuff like that? He he has another one where he's like, I think Pringles wanted to be a tennis ball company, but they delivered them potatoes, and they were a laid-back company, so he said, fuck it, we're going to make potato chips. (laughs) And Like, that's the type of Like, all one-liners, never told stories, like, just... And, and and if you look up his jokes, like he actually has a there's a Facebook page dedicated to him. It's like Mitch Hedberg jokes or something like that. And of course, God damn it, it seriously, happened. How many times have we gonna hear your phone in, in our podcast? Anyways, um,
1: that's how people know it's up.
2: Yes, yeah, it's the the ding. I've of got it on silent,
0: so I don't know. <laughs> I think it's
1: playing tricks on me here. Let's yeah. let's be honest. We only hear his phone because. He's the popular one. Oh, yeah.
0: That's true. That's
2: true.
1: Um,
2: He also had a small role in Lords of Dogtown. In what? Lords of Dogtown. In what? Um, (laughs) It's actually a Heath Ledger movie, I believe.
0: I've never heard of it.
2: I believe Heath Ledger's in it. I could be completely wrong on this, by the way, so don't quote me on this. Anybody out there, don't quote me on this. What you're saying is
1: everyone that's in that movie is dead. Maybe. Okay. All right. And he, he wrote his own movie. Called Los Angeles.
0: Oh,
2: that, that one. Apparently, apparently. It. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. uh, apparently, it, it was only shown like four times at some independent movie wow. movie uh, festivals. <laughs> but apparently, it's supposed to be really funny. Like, and, and he starred in it, of course.
0: It probably uh, is. I'm I'm not ripping on the guy. I just I'm just ripping on you a little bit, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I can handle it. I can that's, handle that's it. That's what I know,
2: do. I know. Um, but, yeah, like, if you guys get a chance, anybody out there gets a chance, YouTube him because he's on YouTube. Um, check him out. He he did have two two uh, Comedy Central stand-ups. Okay. And he was on Letterman, I want to say, a handful of times.
1: So, so curious, this how did you get into him? Uh,
2: honestly, 90, the, when this guy got a start, was 96. This is when I was, you know... High school years, just out of high school, and I saw my Comedy Central, and like if you're flipping through the channels and you see this guy and you see this guy standing up on stage, you stop because he doesn't look like your standard comedian. He's not a guy who is going to, you know, he doesn't look like Seinfeld, he doesn't look like Adam Sandler. You know what I'm saying? Here's a guy with long hair, tinted tinted sunglasses, just kind of hanging out doing stuff on TV, and. I, I just had to stop and listen, and then you hear his delivery style, <laughs> <laughs> and you hear his delivery style, and it's the way he the way he delivers his his um jokes is just different. It's different than anything I've ever seen.
1: But you know, and I I agree with you with the delivery style. Like to me, that's part of what makes a comedian. Um, you'll see when we start talking about some of the guys I've got down to. Most of them aren't your typical delivery style. Some of them are, but more, or a lot of them started that way but they develop kind of their own, you know, kind of oddball way of delivering things because let's face it, that's part
2: of what makes it funny. Yeah. yeah. And, and this guy too, like he got caught with heroin, right? And it made the news. It was minor. Cause nobody really knew who the guy was, but when he was, when he, after that happened, he's like, I got to take a step back. He never said he was going to stop doing drugs. He just said, "I can't do as many of them," and that—that that was this guy's mentality. But he—but he—he was in that that grunge style, that you know, that grunge era of of society where it was almost acceptable.
0: I think I think drugs kind of go hand in hand with comedians, though. Doesn't it seem like you think of a lot of comedians, and it seems like a lot of them have had issues with substance abuse, and you know, most of them, it, yeah,
1: it, it does. And you know, I I don't know if if anyone has. Uh, some more recent comedians to
0: well i've got to to kind
1: of follow that up with chris farley but well yeah i
0: mean not necessarily for his stand-up because i've ever never actually seen him do his stand-up but you know everything he did was funny to me whether it was his skits on snl or his movies i mean everything was funny i didn't see him in one thing that was not funny you
2: ever see black sheep
0: i did a long time ago It's not that funny but is he funny
2: uh, I don't know if anybody's funny in Black Sheep. Did you see it? I did not see Black Sheep. And wasn't he in Beverly Hills Ninja?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, was, Chris Farley as a ninja.
2: You, you don't think, like that? Did you think the movie was funny? The concept is, but did you think the movie was funny? It was alright. It was alright. I'm, 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 I'm not trying to knock Chris Farley. Say you better
0: out. not. He's you know a Wisconsin a, native. Yeah,
2: he's a Marquette grad. Like, yeah, can't knock that, but. He did do some pretty bad movies,
0: but he did some really awesome skits on <laughs> SNL,
2: and he did some really good movies. Like Tommy was one of the funniest movies mm-hmm. you'll ever Matt see. Matt
0: Foley, oh, yeah. a van down I, I, by the
1: river. Yeah. I think he's he's in his his area of expertise is doing skits because he's yes. he's hilarious in SNL. Yeah.
2: By the way, his best skit is when he's on stage with Patrick Swayze. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> by far <laughs> <laughs> the Chippendale dancers? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So he's definitely one of mine. All
1: right. Um, I guess the first guy I want to talk about is a guy who had kind of a, a short career. Um, he died at the age of 38. Um, Sam Kinison. Um, he's one of the guys that I that I really kind of look to because he was part of that whole attitude era of comedy is what you know You had the attitude era in, in wrestling You had the attitude era in comedy as well and I think he was kind of the one of the guys out in front of that um cause he, he didn't get his break until 80, 1984 um, on a Roddy Dangerfield special but he only went for 8 years that he was actually in the limelight but the guy did a bunch of stuff in those 8 years now have you ever seen him do stand up I have. I, did, that's actually where I, where I first saw him was doing stand up.
2: Because I, I I have him in my like my list of guys that I, that I thought about. But my problem with him is I really can only think of one role that he played, and he had about fifteen, maybe fifteen lines in the entire movie, which was in Back to School.
1: Back to School. Yeah, that,
0: he was mainly he did, a stand up. He, he had a though, lot a right? of,
1: lot of bit parts. He did he did more stand up than anything, but he actually crossed over into music quite a bit. He actually released his own musical album. Um, if you, I don't know if you guys have heard uh, Wild Thing. It actually got bigger Play on MTV. Okay, I do um, remember this. It had basically a who's who of uh, who was in the music business at that time. Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, Slash, Richie Sambora, Tommy Lee, CeCe DeVille, Billy Idol, uh, John Bon Jovi, and Rodney Dangerfield actually appear in the video at the beginning of the video. Um... It's it's kind of crazy how many how many how many famous people he had in that for a guy who wasn't extremely famous at that point yet um, he actually um, he had a TV show that actually failed it only did seven episodes um, it was called Charlie Hoover but uh, you can actually hear along with the music thing um, Anthrax put out a song back in 1987 called I'm the Man. If you know Sam Kinison, he's famous for his screaming. His scream is at the beginning of that song.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: So it less less in the movie, but more in, in kind of crossover into music. Uh, but his stand-up is some of the is some of my favorite stand-up of all time.
2: I can't really comment on that. I don't think I've ever seen a Sam Kinison stand-up. You should. I, I You're right. I should. I, I Like, the, the role he had in, in uh, Back to School... I thought it was hilarious. The screaming, say it, say it, say it.
1: Right. right. He played a, a Vietnam War veteran. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And professor. And I, I thought I thought he was hilarious in that movie. I, I don't know that I've ever seen a stand-up.
1: Um, he also was in a couple of music videos. He was in a Bon Jovi for bad, in a Bad Medicine video. And he was also in Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart video. Hmm. I didn't know that either. I didn't know the kickstart. I knew he was in the Bon Jovi one. I did not know he was in the kickstart my heart video. I had to go back and watch it. Huh. I didn't know that. No. Nope. How'd you get started watching him? Um, I actually saw him on David Letterman. Okay. Um, and that was one of his earliest appearances. He got, Like I said, he got, he got started in the Roddy Dangerfield thing. I believe the David Letterman appearance was the next thing he did. And that and that kind of really took it all. Well. David Ludman was the biggest thing in late Light at that time. Was he on like the HBO Comedy hours? I did not. I don't know if he was on any HBO. I didn't. Well, uh-huh. I didn't get HBO back then, so I didn't pay much attention. But um, he did a bunch of comedy specials. Um, I believe those were Comedy Central. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, he. It's like once he got, once he hit it big, he was working nonstop. I mean, and and it's great because now we do have a a bunch of stuff on. Because, like I said, eight years of in the limelight, and 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 he died, and that was uh, he actually got killed by a drunk driver. Yeah, a car. Um, a lot of people think he died of a of of drugs. No, but no, yeah, he 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 got hit by a drunk driver. And and wasn't he like following his brother or something like that in a car? Well, they they had kind of a caravan. He was going to, to to do a gig. Um, yeah. in Nevada. I've heard this story. And he, he was not killed instantly. No, he was out of his car like yelling Yeah, or like wasn't at he? first they thought there was nothing wrong with the guy, and he started he started yelling, um, I don't want to die, I don't want to die, and then they, they said everybody's trying to talk to him, and he wasn't really paying any attention to them. All of a sudden he paused, and he, he kind of nodded his head and said, oh, okay. And he, 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 yeah. he rolled over and died. Wow. Yeah, I, I heard that story.
0: Huh. And he was still big at the at the time? Oh yeah, he, yeah. Was, he, was, he still, was still gaining momentum.
1: Really. Yeah, he was like right in the middle of this. Yeah. But yeah. um, for people who might not have seen him, one of the things that really kind of drew me to him was not only was his father a Pentecostal preacher, but he was from ages 17 to 24. And then when that wasn't working really for him, he got in a, into the stand-up comedy, but he continued to use that... That way of talking and delivering things like a preacher would, hmm. but he would he would make he he would make fun of religion and politics and basically anything. Did he did he swear a lot? In his, he his? swore a ton. Okay. Yes.
2: Um. Yeah i I should go watch some of his stuff because, like I said, I've only seen him a small bit. Um,
1: I, I don't know if he'd be in my top five. But,
0: and I don't know if I've ever actually seen a stand up. I don't
1: I don't think I have. You know, even even when I was looking at this, I started watching some of the stuff that uh, that I had seen before and a couple that I hadn't seen. And uh, I gotta say a lot of the the video quality if you go on YouTube, not real great, but luckily you can hear it real well. Yeah. Because that's the main thing is that yeah. you can hear it actually. But um, Yeah. Definitely definitely recommend them. Um the next guy that I have, uh, I
2: got a feeling we've probably all got him. I know we haven't really talked about who we have, but...
0: Dave
1: Chappelle.
2: No, it isn't Dave Chappelle. He is on my list, though. Okay. And I have a lot about Dave Chappelle. Yeah. But <clears throat> um, I'm, I'm just going to give you seven words. George Carlin. Yeah. <laughs> Assballs, cocksucker, cunt, fuck, <laughs> motherfucker, piss, shit, tits.
1: Um, do you know that asshole was not one of the original seven, though?
2: No, it's an asshole to ass. Oh yes, ass, ass, and then balls. Um, this guy basically made—I'm not going to say a career because he did a lot of stuff—but this guy came up with seven words you can't say on TV, and it exploded. And what well, was funny is he's basically saying these seven words on TV uh, in all of his all of his standups, you know. And um, this guy's done it all. I mean, Carlin, I'm a big, big James and Silent Bob fan. He's in two of their movies, right? I mean, if you've ever seen James and Silent Bob Strike Back, you know, The Rules of the Road. He's got a start of The Rules of the Road, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Floyd's looking at me with a blank look in his face, so he's never seen Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> you know I have. <laughs> me <him. laughs> You guys should. It's a really funny movie. Uh,
1: I'll um, just stick to him in uh, Bill and Ted.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is definitely in Bill and Ted. As Rufus. Yep. Um, one thing I didn't know—at least I don't remember knowing this. I, after reading it, it makes like I kind of vaguely remember. Um, being that we're Wisconsin boys, he was actually arrested after a summerfest show. Yes, he was because he performed the seven words you can't say on TV on stage. And they arrested him after a show. What? Yep. Yeah. He was arrested after Summerfest. Oh, you can't well, swear. There's
1: a reason you don't. You might not have known this. It was July of 1972. Yeah. That happened.
2: Yeah. It was early. Early. You just could not say those words in public. Then. I mean, it was a well, different there was time. A, there's a law. Even the old day here was
1: only two back then. I don't uh, remember it either.
2: Um. Well, it's not a law. It was just how it was. It was considered to be profane and almost pornographic, and that's that's why he came up with the list. I mean, that's exactly. By by him getting arrested proves his point exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: And which makes it all the more ironic. Um, He was in 14 stand up specials and um, he has 20 comedy albums. I mean, this guy is recording basically his whole life. Uh, Like I said, the movies, Bill Bill and Ted, he's in both of them. Um, And then. He's in more than just the four
1: movies that I mentioned, but those oh, are the... Yeah. He, I think, he had bit parts in a bunch yeah. of
0: movies. And wasn't he one of those guys that kind of started out clean and then turned dirty?
1: Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's one of those dressed in a suit kind of guy, got yeah. up on stage, you know, clean shaven. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually it's funny.
0: Same with Richard Pryor. He did the yes. same thing. Yeah. 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 He sure did. Yeah.
1: Um, well, yeah, because I and well, we'll talk more about Pryor later, because I got some stuff on him, but you know, hit one of his... Uh, main guys he looked up to was uh, Bill Cosby, so he tried to emulate him.
0: Another guy who's been, well... His comedy's been clean <laughs> since, <laughs> since forever. <laughs> He's what, a little filthy. Whatever else may have happened, yeah. his, his comedy right.
1: was, was, you know, one of the best ever. Right. But as far as, as, as Carlin, um, some of the stuff that I, well, I knew, but I forgot about was the PBS stuff he did. Oh, yeah. Where he was... Uh, Uh, Mr. Conductor. Yeah, he was on Thomas the... Well, Mr. Conductor was on um, Shining Time Station. And then he also did voice over for Thomas the Tank Engine for the American version. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he took over for Ringo Starr, who did the British version.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not exactly what you expect from a guy who had seven words you can't say on TV. Yeah. Now he's on kids programming. Yeah. But that's... I mean, that that just kind of shows... Uh, the range of this guy, no matter what he did, it was funny. Yeah, I, I agree.
0: So, Dom, do you have Dave Chappelle on your... I scene? do not. You do not?
1: I will tell you this right now. I actually don't like Dave Chappelle.
0: What? Oh my god, he's
1: hilarious.
2: Dude, we might have to kick you off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude,
1: I don't know why. Have you seen his stand-ups? I, I have. When, when he was big and everyone was watching him, I tried watching it, and I'm like, yeah, it's funny, but I I guess I saw it. I'm not saying he wasn't funny. I guess I thought, from what people were telling me, that this was the greatest comedian of all time, and he absolutely was not to me. Dude, he's Rick James, bitch.
0: That's right. (laughs) I thought that was somebody else, but...
2: Uh -uh. Go ahead, Anthony. Well, but
0: just saying, his show was hilarious. I thought his show was hilarious. Did, did you watch the Dave Chappelle show? And that was, and it was only on for a couple of years. But three to be that's exact. because he left. Yeah, he, and, he and, and went on went a hiatus nuts, there. Basically, he didn't go nuts. No, he didn't go nuts. That's, that's he to, he took a trip to Africa. Right, to he, like, he
1: left at the highest popularity. He went nuts. No, no.
2: Do you, now do you know what really happened with that though?
1: I don't know the whole story. No.
2: Okay, here's what happened. He was losing control of his show. So it was no longer, it was called the Dave Chappelle Show, but it was no longer him doing doing most of the stuff, most of the writing. Other other people from the network had taken it over. So he went down to Africa to get away, right? Now this guy, he was looking at a $50 million contract.
1: I guess if you're going to get away, that's way.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, basically. And he said, I just needed to go clear my head. So he disappeared. Nobody knew where he went, but he just went down to Africa to, to get away uh came back didn't like the direction of the show basically said bye y'all and he left and he left 50 million dollars on the table in doing so like that's not going nuts that's wanting control of what you're doing and part of the problem was some of his bits had gotten to be so big that they were he was a stand-up comic first and his bits were getting to be so big that he couldn't do his stand-up shows because people kept asking for the bits
0: and he's like, I- I'm done. Yeah, like people were yelling like during his, yeah. you know, during his up shows. I'm with James, bitch. Like, lines yeah. from his show. Yeah, and then
2: at, at one point he walked off stage. Now
0: I know, I know I don't like him. It's
1: Kirk C- Cobain all over again. I don't like it that I got so so big that people recognize me and want to hear what I what I have to do. I mean, this is not anything new. Any anybody who comes up with anything famous, I mean. You you hear it from musicians all the time. Every night I have to play these same, you know, five songs because they're my biggest five songs, and I'm sick and tired of playing them. But they play them because that's what people want.
2: But the difference is, he can't do skits during a stand-up. You know what I'm saying? He can't walk on stage during a stand-up and do his Rick James bit. He can't walk on stage and do his Prince bit, right? Because they're not not stand-up shows. They're actual skits. There's sets and
0: props and, props and yeah.
2: you know what I'm saying? Like right. he, and makeup, like he's not gonna walk on stage looking like Rick James.
1: But but what you're saying is that he doesn't want to do it because people are yelling that they want that stuff. Okay, let him yell. No,
2: that's not why he didn't want to do it. He couldn't do the job that he wanted to do because they were doing because they were yelling at that stuff. You, you know what I'm saying? It's it's not that he stopped doing he stopped doing the show because he lost control of the show. Right? He didn't like the direction the show was going in. And then when he started doing stand-up again, and he was doing stand-up all along, but everybody kept interfering. And he's like, this isn't worth it. I can't do the job that I want to do because of what f- people are expecting out of me. That I- and they're expecting things I can't do.
0: So he walked away from a lot of money, but now he's back doing stand-up and he's big again. He's got a bunch of specials on Comedy Central. So he, he,
2: Yeah, and I think now he's doing, Then not he just do a Netflix show? I think he just Netflix, a- that's what I meant, Netflix, yeah. yeah. Um, and and this dude was in twenty movies, and you've seen a bunch of them. I
1: mean, you can't help. Oh yeah, I I've actually even liked him in in some of them. His role as a Chew in um,
2: Robin Hood Men in Tights, one of the funniest roles I've ever seen. I, have you ever seen the
1: movies? It's just, it's just a funny movie. I've seen it. Yeah,
2: yeah, it is a funny movie, and the way he plays a Chew. Is hilarious. Half baked. Yeah,
1: I, I won't disagree on, on, on some of the movie roles because, like I said, I I actually enjoyed the, the stand up thing. I, I just it didn't appeal to me. I, like I said, I can't really even tell you why. It just it just didn't. Um, and, and the other thing we got to say is his Chappelle's impersonation of
2: Prince from his show actually landed him on the cover of a Prince single album. Like Prince used. Chappelle's image of Prince on a Prince album. Did he really? Yeah, that's no a lie. He was on the cover of Breakfast Breakfast Can Wait, which was a single off of one of Prince's later later uh, albums. So and you literally like if you look, it's Dave Chappelle, but he looks like Prince. Hmm. I, I mean, when the guy that you're impersonating is like, dude, I'm gonna put you on my album cover, you did something right in your life. Especially when that guy's Prince.
1: I'd comment more, but I've never seen his Prince impersonation.
2: <laughs> have you? Yes. It's dead on. Yeah. It's what you think Prince would do.
0: They were playing basketball, too, right? Wasn't it uh, Wait a minute, skins you- versus blouses? <laughs> 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 That's a true story. Yeah. No, true story. Okay. So
1: I might have to check this out because for me, it's going to be hard to beat Billy Crystal's
0: impersonation of Prince. I haven't seen that oh is he on your list Billy Crystal
1: Billy Crystal didn't he's on my list but he's not he's not someone that that I did a lot of looking into um just because i I kind of picked some guys that had a little bit um, different take on just your your basic comedians wh- which I consider Billy Crystal to be pretty much a straight up comedian you know he he went up he did it the old fashioned way he st- stood up there just talked told the stories and blah 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 which and I think he was hilarious. But that's the only reason why I didn't include him. I did some more guys, you know. I did Kenneth, I did Carlin, and the other guy I have on here is Richard Pryor, guys who were kind of on the cutting edge of, of what of what was going on at the time, rather than just another guy
0: out there. He's got a crazy backstory. Like growing up, he he grew up in like a, um, basically a whorehouse. His mom was he, he, a his, prostitute. His grandma ran the whorehouse. Yeah, his mom was the prostitute. His dad was. Was a pimp, I believe, right?
1: Yeah, he was an ex-boxer who basically was out of work, and I, yeah, it it was kind of unclear when I was looking up, but that's kind of the impression I got. Is that yeah, he, he was a pimp. He started out another one of those guys that started out real straight up, like we talked about earlier, like kind yep. of like Cosby. Like, uh, just and like he he seemed to catch on like right away, yeah. like like he decided he was going to do comedy, and, and it was like gangbusters. He was he was a uh, headlining shows and stuff like that. And then, uh, this was uh, in, in 1967, he was he was out in uh, Las Vegas, and he had what he described as an epiphany. You're supposed to do a show. Um, he walked out on stage, looked at the crowd and said, what the fuck am I doing here, and walked out. And after that, that's when he started doing the, the Richard Pryor routine that, that yeah. you know we all know, where he was... Swearing left and right, and use uh, profanity as the kind of the basis of his comedy, and you uh, never look back after that. Um, of course, that's about the time he got into the drugs too, like everybody else who was a comedian, apparently.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't think Dave Chappelle ever did drugs. Maybe that's why you don't like him.
0: He smokes weed. Oh, that's right. You know, he does smoke that. weed. That's right. My <laughs> bad. My bad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> My bad. Um, Aaron just saved you on that one because I, I was gonna have a big problem with that. But but weed's le-
0: legal in a lot of states but, now. Yeah, but prior prior <laughs> it wasn't when he was doing it. <laughs> prior was what was he doing? Not not heroin. Was it, um, um, coke it, wasn't uh, it? He was doing he was doing. Yeah, coke. So it was um, he was uh, uh, coke. He was a freebasing coke. Yeah, he lit himself on fire. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That happened. Yeah, he
0: had some crazy let shit. Little Lit
1: little self on fire. Well, first poured. 151 proof rum over himself. Oh, yeah. Lit himself on yep. fire and That's ran right. down the street until the cops tackled him and yeah. put him out. But did did you hear the joke he used um, occasionally in his routine after yes.
2: that? Yes. It, it was the one that everybody was using in real life. He'd he
1: light the lighter. He goes, Hey, what's that? Oh, it's just Richard Pryor running down the street. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. It, it's funny because, uh, like, your average person was doing the same thing with. with Right, yeah, matches are a lighter. You yeah. basically stole it from every other person that was that was selling the yeah. jobs. Yeah,
1: basically. Uh, I'll do this before you do.
2: Basically, yeah. yeah. You guys have all heard it, so I am just going to do it anyways. <laughs> you got anybody else happen?
0: Um, I've got Jim Gafkin on my list. I have a hard time explaining oh, exactly. Talking. Yeah, he's freaking hilarious. I don't. It's hard to explain why he's so funny. He just is. Like,
2: it's not hard to explain. I, but, it's at,
0: because he's clean. He's another guy that's always clean. He talks about, you know, family life, being I mean, a dad. Clean
1: as he doesn't swear or clean as he doesn't do drugs? Both. Both. Are Both. And he's Yeah, mar- he doesn't swear. He's married to a Wisconsin woman, too.
0: Yes, and he does a lot of shows in Wisconsin. I'm actually going to see him next month. Yeah. He, uh, um,
2: but but the reason I think he's funny, and he does something that very few other comedians do, he puts himself in the shoes of the, of the audience. He'll do the, he'll do the other voice and be. Like, Why is he talking like that? Like that kind of stuff is hilarious because nobody he, else does. How many
0: broken jokes does he have?
2: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's stuff like that that nobody else is doing, so mm-hmm. it's it's new and it's funny. Yeah. I mean, I, I I do like the guy.
1: It's 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 funny because when I was going through this, I actually came across his name when I was looking up YouTube videos, and I watched a, I watched one, and I was gonna write a bunch of stuff down, and I and I said, you know what. Both of these guys are going to have stuff on him. I know that. I've actually got nothing written down on him.
0: I have wow. a, I have a little bit. I know like you talked said, about him yes, in the past. Nothing
2: written down on him. Um, when, when he tells the Hot Pocket joke of uh, is he going to be stalling hot on the outside? And yes. Is he going to be freezing in the middle? Absolutely. <laughs> and it's so true. Hot Pockets are the worst <laughs> yeah. food ever. And people yeah. eat them all the
0: time. I think he's basically the last one I have on my list. I did have Eddie Murphy. Um... Another guy that's freaking hilarious.
2: So, so nobody else had Robin Williams? Uh,
1: this is going to sound really weird. I forgot about Robin Williams. You forgot about Robin Williams? Yeah. Dude, he's more. I, I, I know. Here, here's why he wouldn't make my top, top favorite. Like, like I like him. I really do. Um, I actually like more of his, his uh, movie roles than I liked him as a stand-up comedian. For one reason... The guy made me tired watching him. Yeah, like oh, that's true. Like, yeah, he's all like, over the place. He, he would never stop, and he was very difficult to understand sometimes because he talks so fast.
2: Dude, the bit he does where he's where he puts his arm up to his he's face talking about eating out his yes. mouth because
0: his arms are like so hairy. Yeah. Just, you <laughs> Yes, see, yes. Like, yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Like, come on, that's one of the funniest things I've yeah. ever seen oh. in my life. But yeah, definitely. Um, one of the better comics of all time, for sure. I, I just—I don't know why I forgot about him. I mean, I, I should get better for forgetting about him. it's actually my wife that reminded me. Be, about between them. not between forgetting about forgetting about
2: uh, Robin Williams and not liking Dave Chappelle, I, you might be off the podcast permanently.
1: <laughs> should I just click off now then? <laughs> Do not. <laughs>
2: Another guy we didn't talk about, and. This guy'd be more our generation. He didn't last very long. Was Andrew Dice Clay. Don't I think this guy only had like three stand ups that people don't know, know anything about. But he did have the. They did, were hilarious. He did have the nursery rhymes. And, have you ever seen them? Yeah. Yeah. His nursery rhymes might, might be one of the best. Oh, yeah. I'm not a real big bits.
0: fan of I, uh, so. I,
2: I am. Little known fact, that the song Unbelievable. I don't even know who sings it anymore
0: the one by emf
2: yeah emf yes. he's in that he's they sampled they sampled his scream
0: oh that's him
2: that's him really? <laughs> the, the, oh that's <laughs> that's him
0: okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> which which i think is great because who, who would sample andrew Dice clay but uh i thought it was pretty awesome <laughs> yeah
1: um another guy we didn't talk about eddie murphy yeah um i still one of my favorite stand-up artists he Um, did some really good movies too yeah he he did but for me if i if i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna watch just about anybody in a stand-up routine i mean you can't go with wrong with either raw or delirious that's true i mean those are two of the best of all time i think some people forget about him because he's kind of fallen off in recent years. He's more hes more just a movie actor. He doesn't really do stand-up or any, any of that skit work like he did on Saturday Night Live, which is also unbelievably funny. I mean, him doing uh, so Buckwheat? Uh, Buckwheat, Buckwheat, yeah. Buckwheat or Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood yes. are classics. Yes, they are.
0: Who else you got on there, Dom? Uh,
1: someone I'm surprised neither of you guys ain't talked about. Jerry Seinfeld? My problem with Seinfeld, great. I'm going
2: to say this. Seinfeld is maybe the greatest show in the history of television. It, it might be. I'm not saying it is, and, but it, it could be. A lot that, of people consider that'd it. That would be a different
1: podcast.
0: Yeah. Better than Desperate Housewives? Absolutely.
2: Okay. <laughs> you would be, be a Desperate Housewives, right?
0: <laughs> You just ruined
1: uh, Halfman's uh, weekend.
2: But, but do you think his stand-up was all that funny? Like, the show is amazing.
0: I never actually saw a stand-up besides mm. the beginning of the show. But, the thing is, his show
1: is modeled after his stand-up. It's just that it's a cohesive thing. Where his stand-up kind of just he just kind of lingers from one subject to another, and it's not put together well like the show is. I it, it's it's one i one of the reasons why I didn't have a lot down on him is because I'm not actually that fond of his stand-up. I'm not either. There, there are there. Are, I mean, there's parts of some parts of some that I've seen that are, are funny. But his show was definitely better, and I think what happened with him is after he
2: started doing the the common everyday comedy that he does, the, the "what's up with the" type stuff, everybody else kind of went went along with that and right copycatted it. So it got a little bit old real fast because there were so many people doing it. I mean,
1: and I mean, there's there's dozens of of comedians we could put on here that um kind of went through the same thing. Uh, one that comes to mind right away is Tim Allen. I mean. His show was... That was his stand-up routine. It was, yeah. I mean, you haven't heard much as far as stand-up com- comedy from him after that. Because yeah. that was it. It was funny, but that was it. it's
0: another guy that got in... Well, I don't know if he used drugs, but he was selling drugs. He actually did some prison time to Tim Malin. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yep. Okay, yeah. yep. Yeah. I guess it was before, before he... Got big, you know. All right. I think we uh, covered it pretty well, well,
2: huh? I think so. I think so. Um, you guys can check us out at on Twitter at a little less con one, uh, Facebook at a little less conversation. And if you need to get a hold of us, you can email us at a little less conversation podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and catch us next time. Peace out.